Hey guys, it's Adam. I wanted to talk to you really quick about Buzzsprout. Um, Buzzsprout's a place where you can get your own podcast launched and you can start today for free. I recently started using Buzzsprout and I got to tell you, it's fantastic. I was moving my uh, podcast from one host to another and I ran into a little bit of a snag, but guess what? Buzzsprout had me covered. They helped me out. They interacted with me over email. It was almost real-time chat, and they got my problem solved within minutes. So you can't pay for better tech support. I think the thing is, with most companies, if you get a good place that has good customer service and good support, you can't go wrong there. And they make it easy. It's not hard when you have the right partners like that and the right support like that. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed, and you can join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out into the world. So really, all you need is a quiet place, some gear you already have, like me, I'm using my phone right now and a, and a laptop, uh, and I'm getting this podcast out there, and I'm recording this, uh, this promo. So follow the link in the show notes, and that's going to let Buzzsprout know that I sent you. And if you sign up for a paid plan, it shows that you help support this podcast right here. I would really appreciate it. Hey, guys, thanks again. And back to the show. Hey, guys, it's Adam with another episode of the podcast. Yep, it's Casper Dog Training. And um, if you guys like this podcast, why not buy me a coffee? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Casper, all one word. Today, we're going to be talking about reward marker training, clicker training, and basically timing is everything. Too early, too late, becomes irrelevant. So let's get going. Also, I wanted to mention uh, Right CBD, Right CBD, R-Y-T-E-C-B-D.com. Uh, fantastic tinctures, gummies, and um, stuff I use all the time. Don't forget, while you're roaming around the internet, go to my website. If you need to book online training, you can do it at www.casperdogtraining.com forward slash book dash online. And you can do an online training for outside of the New York, New Jersey area. If you're local, uh, northeastern New Jersey and Manhattan area, uh, yeah, look, at, look me up there and we will meet up and we can start training your dog very soon. So today we're talking about reward marker training, clicker training, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, the concept is is that as soon as the the dog does something that you have asked for and it's exactly what you want, you click and then reward. So um, years ago, I uh, took a course with a very prominent uh, dog training professional. And they focused on clicker training, which I found very, very useful. Um, at the time, I had a couple of dogs that were, let's just say, very energetic. They really couldn't sit still for two seconds. And uh, clicker training really was um, was the best thing. Uh, the reason why it was the best thing was we were able to highlight and mark the exact moment the dog did exactly what I wanted, and the dog wasn't confused anymore. So... The example I can provide here is a lot of times a dog will, you know, especially a dog that has kind of ants in his pants and he's just jumping all over the place and he's tapping around. Um, you ask for the sit and as soon as their butt kisses the floor, if you click and reward at the exact same time, you're literally just jamming that, that, uh, 
treat or that food-based reward right into that dog's face, right then and there. The dog realizes right away, this gets that. And from there, you just have to delay a little bit longer. So later on in the podcast, I'll, I'll talk about continuation markers, which is very common. A lot of uh, very prominent uh, dog trainers use this technique. A lot of dog trainers in general use it. Um, I think I think some of the better ones are really good at this stuff. And uh, it does take some practice because, listen, timing is everything. If you mark a reward too early, then the dog doesn't associate it with exactly that. So I can actually make a case, too, and discuss it this way. Um, when a, a, a dog, and why would we use a clicker, okay? Let me re- rephrase here. Why would we use a clicker? So I had a, a bit of a debate with uh, another dog trainer many, many years ago about clicker training because I didn't really understand what it was. And uh, I was just trying to drill down and find out what are we trying to get at here? And the point of the, the, the instructor said was, listen, if I have a reward marker and I say yes, and then you say, okay, and then another person says, all right. Another person says the same, one of the same words, they say, okay, but say it with a different tone. He was, he made the case that really the dog might glean different um, meanings. So the other thing is, is that maybe my voice sounds one way. Maybe your voice has a different pitch. Maybe you have a higher pitch or a lower pitch. Um, so that can be, can be confusing for a dog. I'm not necessarily sold on the idea that a dog would be completely lost if I said okay and gave a treat immediately and you said all right and, and the dog sat and you gave the dog immediately and it was it, it was uh, timed well. I think the dog can get it, but for consistency's sake, and that's what really training is all about, is being consistent and rep- repeating that over and over and over again to make the, the dog clearly understand what our intentions are, what we what we need from them, and how they actually achieve getting rewards, getting praise, getting, getting value out of that, and, and be reinforced in a positive manner. So, clicker training um, basically works like this. You know, you ask the dog to sit, dog's butt hits the floor, you click and then you reward immediately. You don't really have to say anything else. And the best part is, is that, you know, some really large guy with a big, deep bar- baritone voice and some tiny, tiny person that's real skinny and have a high-pitched voice, that has the same exact meaning. And so those those reward markers are consistent no matter who does it. So this makes it very valuable because no matter who's holding that clicker, you can be this big man or really little person, and whenever the click happens, the sound is exactly the same. So the dog actually in their head goes, ding, I know what I'm doing here. I know what's going to happen next. And I know how to get the next one too. And the one after that, so long as I just follow through and pay attention, focus really hard. And when these things happen, when I lay down, my belly hits the floor and there's a click and a treat falls in my face. I know exactly what to do. This seems very similar to when I was handled by someone else. So what's nice about that is that it really is a tool that provides consistency across the board. It's not even like a collar or a leash where if I apply pressure, it's going to be different than you applying pressure. Ideally, it should be about the same, but here's the reality of the situation. Some people are just simply stronger. Some people have different reflexes, which is where the 
the clicker training kind of starts to, uh, I don't know, plateau in my mind sometimes because it depends on the human's timing. The person that's trying to actually convey the message to the dog that this is what I want and this is how I want it. If they're too late, then the dog basically feels like they're getting rewarded for maybe their their backside hits the ground and then they're raising up and maybe they start to jump to go get the treat. Maybe maybe you're rewarding that event, not the one where they're on the ground. So that's where this kind of gets a little slippery and becomes a little more of a challenge. Likely, the other thing is, if you're too early, you ask the dog to sit and the dog didn't fully sit and you clicked for that and rewarded, you really made two mistakes there. You said, yep, I want sort of whatever that is, and I, I'm going to give you a treat anyway. So that's where the dog, you know, might start to think like, it's frustrating to listen to this person because I'm not even finished doing what they said, but I get it anyway. But then they kind of start thinking, does that person really mean what they say? They don't. So that's where it, it kind of starts sliding into, you can uh, start shaping behaviors incorrectly and not even, not even be aware of it, which is kind of crazy. Another thing that comes into play here, and that's um, continuation markers. So in the example of having a dog sit, and as soon as they hit the, hit the floor, you know, their, their backside hits the floor, you click and you give a treat. So the way that would work is, let's just say I have my dog, Allie, and I go, Allie, sit, butt hits the floor, click treat. Allie, sit, butt hits the floor, click treat immediately. Now, if I want her to maintain that pose, I might stick the, stick the treat at the end of their nose, not give it to them immediately, but click. And while they're still in position, I will say, good, good, good girl, good. And I'm giving the word good as a continuation marker. I drag out the, the syllables, make it a little bit longer this way. Um, syllables. I meant, I meant vowels. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. So you drag out those vowels. Good, good, good. Um, the dog starts to actually be a little bit soothed by it, but it's a continuation marker. It means this is for this. I'm providing you this food. I'm going to give it to you. And as long as I'm saying this, good, good, hold position. I'll hold the treat there. It's still yours. I'll give it to you in just one second. So just be patient. This helps with focus. It helps with some impulse control. Um, it certainly keeps the dog in the game. It keeps them wanting to do this. And um, the longer you can do this, this will help solve the the, the, the jumping bean dog where the dog hits, hits the floor and bounces right back up. Um, I had one recently where, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, I had a dog recently, every the dog's the, the family claimed that the dog knew sit. And the reality was he really didn't. The dog knew kind of, sort of, bounce off the floor and then jump. And he was a big-time jumper. So the reward marker was click, yes, that's what I want. And the thing is, is that I was actually using verbal markers with the clicker. And I know that sounds confusing, but really, within a split second of each other, click, yes, treat, all in one shot. So I was able to wedge in there the reward marker I was able to wedge in there uh, the, the food and the click all at the same time. But you have to also worry about being too late. Now, too late really have a couple seconds. So if you have a dog that's really, really uh, hyper in that case, 
like I said, you probably need to do the continuation marker along with the uh, the reward marker. And the reason is, is you have to tell the dog to slow down. Let's not rush to the next thing. And, and you dictate the tempo and the pace. But the problem is sometimes you can't get the treat to the dog fast enough. You've clicked. Now all of a sudden there's, there's no food. You dropped it or um, you, you just can't get it out of your pouch or your pocket. So um, quick discussion point here. I, uh, for years and years and years, was only using like plastic bags in my pocket, whatever I was wearing. Um, I was kind of old school like that. I just didn't really, didn't really care. But the clothes I wore were specific for dog training, so they were kind of disposable. Um, they were messy. There was stuff that was not going to go out to a wedding or out to dinner or to a, a family function wearing. It was just, uh, they were, they were work clothes. Now, the thing is, if you get a, uh, treat pouch, that's probably easier to get out. And, um, over the years, you know, I kind of stopped being as stubborn with myself and said, I should get one of these, uh, pouches because it makes things faster. So do, using a clicker or a reward marker, absolutely. You need something where you put your hand in, grab it and, and deliver and deliver it fast. But also the reward marker, you know, the click treat every once in a while, you're gonna have to do click treat, 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 treat. You know, sometimes you're going to need a bunch of treats in there. So remember also while you're doing reward marker training or clicker training to vary the schedule of the treats, varying the schedule of the treats. Also, if you paired that with the the continuation marker of good, 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 as you're delivering multiple treats, that'll keep the dog engaged with that activity and keep them in that moment. I think one of the things that was most confusing to most people about clicker training, they thought it was an on off button. Like, you know, you ask the dog to do something, you say sit and click, and then the dog was supposed to hit the ground. I suppose you could do that. You could, you could uh, pair that sound with, with that activity, but it doesn't have more than one meaning. And some of the people that I ran across that were trying clicker training were literally pairing the click with sit, click, down, click. And it wasn't for the reward. It was literally for marking. That's what I wanted. And that's halfway there. Without the without the re- actual reward, it's kind of irrelevant. And that's what I'm talking about, too late. If it comes too late, then the dog figures, I don't get the reward until the very last thing. Maybe I have to do all the things that, dog, that, that the human wants, and then I get it. Or maybe I'll just do the last thing. So I can skip all the others. I don't have to sit. I don't have to down. I don't have to come. I don't have to do any of these things. I just have to do the, the very last thing, which is maybe, I don't know, roll over. So true story. A number of years ago, I had a dog in uh, in, in a city. I'm not going to mention which one, but uh, I'll tell you this. The dog was um, a, a very entertaining dog, great personality, very active, and energetic, like beyond energetic. Smart, though. The owners taught sit, down, shake, roll over, and speak. So what happened was... Uh, I got contacted by them and they said, Hey, listen, we don't even want to work on obedience. We want to work on tricks and fun stuff. And I thought this is a great challenge. This would be so much fun. And, uh, I was totally signed up for that. When I got there, I was kind of surprised what I, what I met up with because the dog knew those things, but knew them as a pattern. And this is where I'm going with this clicker training, reward marker training would have worked great for this dog. Here's why. I said the dog's name. I said sit. 
and the dog sat, perfect, then immediately lifted his paw up and wanted to shake hands, then laid down, then rolled over, then hopped back up and barked. Then I asked for sit again, the same sequence all over again. Now, the owners looked thrilled. The dog looked like he was having a great time. But after the third or fourth pattern he went through, routine he went through, he didn't get any reward from me. So he started getting frustrated. So I kind of looked at the, the owners and I said, um, he doesn't know sit. And they said, well, that's impossible. And then they walked over and they said, watch, let me show you. And they said the dog's name and the dog sat, gave paw, laid down, rolled over, jumped back up, barked. Okay. I'm like, hmm. Technically, the dog knows what sit is, but not what the word sit for action is. It's like he knew sit as a part of a kickoff, which meant sit, shake, roll down, roll over, bark. And that's what the dog was doing. So we're in a city, you know? So um, as the session went on, we decided we we're going to do a reward marker slash kick, clicker training, and we did. So it was literally teaching this dog all over again what sit meant, but specifically what it didn't mean. So we had to do the reward marker. We had to do a continuation marker. And that was really frustrating for a very intelligent dog, a very active dog too, because there was a lot of nothing going on. And there was a lot of rewards for simple, simple stuff when his, he urged, his urge was to fulfill all these things because everyone was so pleased when they saw that stuff. And it was frustrating to us because we were asking for something basic. You know, I went into a, a restaurant and I said, okay, I'd like a piece of toast. And then they brought out a seven course meal. And I said, no, I just want the toast, please. And then they brought out a seven course meal. This is the problem. The dog starts to figure out like, okay, well, I just got to wait through all this stuff. So I'm going to give you everything on the menu. I'm literally going to throw everything at it. And if I'm right, I get my treat. If I'm wrong, well, guess what? In that case, they were giving the dog the treat anyway, because to their rationale, somewhere in there was what I asked for. If you said down and he did three or four things and then laid down, okay, well, there it was. But we have to actually had to get to that point where breaking those, those, those behaviors and breaking those commands down to individual things, which is where, um, you know, I'm going to throw some just personal, uh, experience here. Many, many dogs, many dog trainers get sucked into this consistency loop or a routine where you're asking for the same thing over and over again, and you just go on autopilot. So it's like dog's name sit, dog's name down, dog's name stay, dog's name sit, dog's name touch, dog's name blah, 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 blah. Okay, the thing is, is if, the, if a dog's smart enough and they realize that there's a pattern to this, all I have to do is fulfill the pattern and I get what I want, I'm just going to run through the pattern. I'm just, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you, and if you like that, great. So the problem is, though, it's not what I asked for. So my recommendation to this is take your very, very beginning basic obedience stuff, sit down, uh, um, stand, and repeat those in random order. So what I would say to the trainers I work with closely is, hey, go do sit down, sit. Go do stand down, stand. Why? Because if you tell a dog sit and their butt hits the floor and they're like, okay, what's next? And then the next words out of your mouth is down, and that's always what happens. 
most dogs, a lot of dogs, kind of get to this point where they go, oh, yeah, okay. You said sit, so I'm just going to lay down. The problem with that is that's not what that's not what you intended. There's going to be times where you mean sit. You mean just sit here. Don't lay down. You know, for instance, if, if you're actually outside and you're in the ground's wet or dirty or, or muddy, you don't want the dog to lay down. And, you know, I, I have these visions of this beautiful Labrador that I have, you know, yellow lab. I'd say, you know, if, if it was this dog and I said, all right, those are sit. And he knew, sit down, then stay. Well, guess what? He's already on his way down because he's a people pleaser. But he's wrong. I don't want that. And what you have to do is break this down. So it would be dozer sit, dozer down, dozer sit. So sit, down, sit. It's, it's up, down, up. And then you go into a different mode where you ask the dog to down straight away. And then sit. And then stand. And then do random patterns of that. And then do... Down, stand, down. So it's literally the dog going lowest point, highest point, lowest point, highest point. So the dog knows each component of this. And he doesn't know, or she doesn't know, when that's going to come. So they're not necessarily relying on patterns and habits. They're relying on the actual words you're giving. Plus, they're relying on the reward markers and the continuation markers that you're giving them. When you say, sit, good, good. Good. Down. Good. Good. Stand. Good. Sit. Good. Now, you've at least taken that split second where the dog goes into position, and you've marked it, and then you continued that marker saying, keep doing it, keep doing it, good, 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 and then stand. So that's where the dog's actually going to be more engaged and more focused with you. Okay, so I hope this is going to be helpful for you guys. Pretty soon we're going to be uh, uh, bringing out some new new episodes. Um, I'm not big on clipper click, clicker training, but reward reward marker training and um, continuation markers, I, I do a lot, and it it really goes very well with positive reinforcement. Um, it goes very well, especially if you have timing. So let me give you some advice before I close out this podcast. Try and go slow. If you go slow and you're not rushing to the next thing, you won't have a dog that sits, gives paw, lays down, rolls over, and jumps up and barks when you ask for sit. The dog will try and anticipate and sometimes guess wrong. So how do you do that? Obviously, you're not going to click. There's going to be no reward marker. There's going to be no continuation marker. You'll give a pause for a moment or so and then ask for it again. If the dog's still out of position, let's just say you said sit and they figured, okay, sit down, stay. So I'm just going to lay straight down and I'll stay here. Well, how about this? Lure the dog again. Have the dog do the touch command where they come and touch your hand. Get them up. Get them engaged. Lure them into a stand position. And when they get when they stand up and you're saying stand and you're, and you're doing the hand gestures, you reward that. And you hold that position for a second. And you'll say, good, good, good. Okay? So this is what I'm referring to. Develop your timing, but go slow. You can't just rip through these things very fast because what you end up with is a train wreck of behaviors that you like, but not when you asked for them. And again, that's that analogy. If I came in for a slice of toast in a restaurant and you came out and bring me seven different dishes where I have to eat, that's not what I asked for. And that's not what I'm paying for. And I won't pay you for that because it's not what I wanted. I wanted something simple. So, 
reward markers are the way to go about that, especially highlighting that exact moment that that's what you want. But the continuation marker is what's going to get you to keep that position for longer and longer. And at that point, it's all about duration and distance. How long can you hold that pose? How long can the dog tolerate that? Can they control their impulses? And then distance. Can you do it from away from the dog? You know, can you do it from 15 feet away? Can you ask for a down straight away? Can you ask for a down when you recall the dog? So these are where things start to go from intermediate to more advanced uh, types of training. They go a little bit beyond the, the average pet in your home, but they're so useful. And just a word about the, the stand command. I use the stand command for my dog. Now, my dog doesn't need to be groomed, but she does need to go to the vets sometimes. And sometimes she, you know, she does get a bath by a professional uh, groomer or dried off or get her nails trimmed. So if the dog's laying down and doesn't want her nails trimmed, stand is your command. You want to get her up. You don't want all the weight laying down on the ground, resisting. And you also want the dog to know that when they get up and they stand up on, on demand, they will always be right. They're always going to be rewarded. So don't forget, you know, if the dog's never wrong when they do this stuff and they're always getting rewarded for stuff and you're telling them, I want you to continue doing this. Good, good, good. Right. And you're marking the exact moment they're doing it. The dog's not going to be confused anymore. And neither are you. So guys, thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, Hey, check me out on the web. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, like, share, uh, tell everybody uh, about this. And hey, guess what? If you could buy me a coffee, that would be really nice because I do this in my spare time. And you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Casper, all one word. Thanks for listening. Cheers.